The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at So-Called Fantasy Experts. <clears throat> As you can tell, I am battling quite the cold tonight. My co-host is on his way, so he will be talking a lot more than me tonight. So you do not have to listen to this. So I apologize uh, up front for the frogginess and overall bad sound from me uh tonight we've got a busy 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 show um as we all know the the injuries piled up in week four so we're gonna hit up those pretty early tonight and cover them extensively um we do want to talk about now that we're a quarter of the way through the season, some of the guys that have had some fast starts and some slow starts to the season and, and just do we believe in them to continue the whole way? uh, Or do we think they're going to recover from a slow start or not? What do you do with some of these guys? Um, And then of course, you know, we'll get through the week five uh, preparation for you. Uh, and on that note, AJ is here. What's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, not much. You uh, obviously hear the crappy way I sound tonight, so I uh, hope you're ready to talk a lot. Not that that's ever stopped you before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> Am I ready right. to talk a lot? No, no, I think tonight will no. be the night that I'm a, a one-sentence, <clears throat> one one word kind of response guy. So yeah, not maybe we'll get done in an hour. Sentence, one word. So yes, we all know that you're ready to go. Um, yes. So I let everybody know what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, unfortunately, we had to start the show on a, on a sad note. Um, as everybody has already obviously seen um, the tragedy in, in Vegas, um, not to say that AJ and I have experience with anything like this cause we've never been through it, but I don't know to me, it, I don't know about you, but like when anything like this happens, like it hits a little too close to home because of Virginia tech. Um, and it just, man, it just reminds me of it every single time. And when I remember that day, like obviously we weren't there, we weren't in it, we weren't even on campus. But like when it happened, man, like my heart sunk, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to react. Dude. Like I took the next day off of work. Like it was crazy. Like a whole bunch of friends of mine from Virginia Tech got together. We got lunch. I mean, it was like the most depressing lunch I've ever had in my life. Um, and so like when stuff like this happens, man, like I don't know, it's it's sad. And you know now there's cell phones and everything else and like you get to see it and it's just like oh my gosh like it's just unbelievable the carnage that that happened um and man i don't know it 
it drives me to one point every single time this happens and it's just why aren't we doing something about it and I know there's lots of people out there that believe second amendment they have right to bear arms et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I hear you. I get it, man. I really do. And I'm not saying take away all your guns. I'm saying let's get rid of, or at least attempt to get rid of the semi-automatic weapons. I know it's not a, I know it's not a 100% foolproof solution. I realize that there's gonna be people that can find it. Um, they can find these weapons and do whatever they're going to want to do with them. And so you're thinking, oh, if I have my own, I'm going to be able to do something about it. It's like, what could anybody have done in a situation like this? You having that rifle at home, you having that gun at home did zero zilch, even if you were carrying that night. And one of, one of the, uh, I, re- I tweeted this out today, one of the guitarists from Josh Abbott Band, uh, it's a country artist, country group. Um, he tweeted out basically saying, well, I've been wrong all these years. It is time to act. It is time to change. You know, we we even had weapons. We even had guns on our bus. We were carrying. We were legally carrying. And it was absolutely zero we could have done about it. And honestly, had they picked up their guns, they said this. They said, if we had picked up our guns, the police would have shot us. Because they would have thought we were part of it. And so it's just, you know, you hear these one don't, you know, why punish the many who are doing the right thing because of one person? Well, you know what? It's not one person anymore. How many times has this happened? And I know it's, I you know, I've already said this, but you you put you put it out there, you put the laws out there. Someone's gonna find a way. I get it, I understand that, but you put the laws out there, you restrict it, and it makes it harder. It is called. Have you ever heard of a thing called preventative maintenance? Like, look, I work in the IT industry. There's something called preventative maintenance, right? You you get stuff on all your appliances, you know, your stuff around home, you your car. You get preventative maintenance, right? If it doesn't mean your your car is never going to break down, it doesn't mean your computer is never going to break down, it doesn't mean something's not going to go wrong, it just means it's less likely to happen. And that's what we're trying to do. We've got to do something. This can't be happening anymore. And I, I you know I, I hate having to start off a show like this, and I and I don't want to ramble on forever because I probably could, um, but like it's just <laughs> it sucks, man. It sucks. You know, waking up in the morning and going, what? Like, and it just, and, and these things are getting worse and worse and worse. And sometimes I wish, like, CNN and, and NBC, NBC and, and Fox News and guys like this, I kind of wish they would, like, report it, be like, cool, we're done, we're moving on to the normal news. Because I kind of think it's like a, I think it's like a game now where it's like, oh, this was the, this, you know, and, and they publicize it. It's like, this is the most, this is the deadliest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The next guy is like, oh, I can do better. That's what they do. You know, <laughs> and I think I read somewhere on Twitter or somewhere, like, 
I didn't even look at the site because I was like, no, there's no way I could look at that site. There's, apparently, is there some site out there that like keeps score of this? And it's like, what? That's disgusting. Um, so I don't know. I'm done. I want to move on to the the fun stuff, but I just had to get that out. And you know, if you don't agree with me, <clears throat> to each our own. But I mean. I had a conversation with a guy on Twitter who who asked me who asked fantasy advice constantly. It was a very respectful conversation. No, you know, I you know I don't disrespect him. He doesn't disrespect me. It was just opinions. We don't agree. We don't agree. I hope you don't unfollow me. I hope you don't turn off the show. I hope you don't not read the site because you don't agree with me. I just want everybody to think deep down and think. There has to be a better way. I'm not think I'm not saying take away all of your guns. I'm not saying all of that. What I'm saying is there has to be a better way. We have to be able to find a way to protect the innocent people better than what we're doing right now. That's all I ask. So Yeah, I had uh I, I don't want to dwell on it too much longer and, and you know uh, I don't, I can't sit here and and honestly say I agree or disagree with you at this second. Uh, I mean, I do think something needs to be done. Um, I I mean, I own a a shotgun, but I have actually never fired it. The only reason I bought it was because our house got broken into uh, our old house. um, And it was a protective measure, but it's again, it's never even been fired. It's, it's locked in a safe um, and barely even sees the light of day. Um, but one, one of the things that also happened at the same time is the, the sad passing of Tom Petty. Um, oh, right. I mean, he, he just, I believe just finished his 40th anniversary tour and I've seen Tom Petty a handful of times live. He is he was one of my favorite artists. He, he's, he was an awesome, awesome act live. Uh, he was an awesome act just to listen to his music, just a real chill, you know, type of, of music that, that I feel like everybody could, could get into at some point. And, you know, this, this whole shooting happened at a country music festival. Right. Um, so, so there's kind of the tie in there, but, uh, a, a friend of mine, a uh, couple, the, the wife was, you know, kind of echoing the same stance that, that something needs to change. We, we need to take these guns away. We need to find a way. And her husband, uh, my, my buddy Jay put it, you know, she said he put it spot on it, that, you know, her, her whole thing was why is everybody out here talking about Tom Petty passing away when we should be talking about the Las Vegas shooting and, and that whole incident. And his response was because it's easier to say you're upset about Tom Petty passing away than it is to talk about gun control. And he, he was right. <clears throat> she was right. He was spot on with that. And he is you know, dude. exactly with me bringing this into it it's very easy for me to talk about, you know, my, I I guess you could call it ties to Tom Petty, not really even a ties. It's just 
he's a musician that, you know, I was a fan of, but gun control is a whole completely different issue. It sparks controversy all over the place, whether you're red, blue, you know, gray, green, black, whatever, you know, whatever political party you are, you're going to have a stance. Everybody's going to have an opinion on this, but it's not getting through to the people that need to have the strongest opinion and be able to make the changes that are necessary. So until that happens, this is still going to happen. We're going to have someone else that's going to try to one up this guy and, and uh, you know, and go up to the 38th floor of some hotel that's overlooking uh, a beach full of, of, you know, kids on spring break or something like that. I I mean, you know, don't get Mm. any any ideas from that psychopaths that might be listening, but you know, that's what it's going to be. It's, it's, it's not going to end until, you know, something changes. So, yeah, no, I I agree with you, man. It sucks. And everybody just says, you know, Oh, it's, Now's not the time to talk about it. Well, when is? You know, when? Like, yeah, when, when is exactly. the time? It, it wasn't the time after Virginia Tech. It, it wasn't the time after, I believe it was Northern Illinois that was right after Virginia Tech um, on a, a somewhat smaller scale. But it, it was still a mass shooting. Uh, yeah, that affected was, another was, college was, campus. Orlando nightclub. And yeah, that, Orlando, and, Sandy Hook. I'm, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. It it, it, it was, it's been the time to talk about it, but yep. people just don't. So Anyway, man, so we should get moving here. Um, again, apologize a little bit for the, the somber opening, but, you know, it needs to be talked about. And I know yeah. probably our show isn't the 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 huge stage for that, but you know, whatever whatever we can do to help, man, is what I want to do. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so on to some news and notes. Um, we had another London game this time. London Calling Part Two, Part <laughs> Deux. Um, yeah. And uh, you know. Another kind of crappy game. Another blowout. Nah. I don't know. I'm glad there's not one this week. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> bye weeks have begun. This week we've got Atlanta, Denver, New Orleans, and Washington. A lot of really, actually pretty decent offenses. Like, pretty brutal bye week. The very first one of the season, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, all, all these teams – especially Washington with all the injuries they had Monday night um, can use this bye week for sure. Uh, I want to say, you know, Atlanta had Julio and, and Sanu go down. Washington just all over the place, man. That game was like, I'm surprised it was as close as it was with how many injuries they had the whole game. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to let you kind of lead the rest of the way here. Um uh-huh. <clears throat> and I'll, and I'll, I'll chime in when, when I can so that not everybody's having to listen to me sound like a frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the bye weeks definitely, uh, affecting my, my one team. 
I mean, I, I've got Drew Brees as my quarterback. I've got Michael Thomas as my receiver, one of my receivers. I've got Alvin Kamara as, you know, a bench running back who will probably be starting. And I was looking at starting this week and then realized, oh, wait, never mind. That will be pushed off a week. And uh, and then I have Fat Rob Kelly, um, who's, you know, dealing with, with an injury uh, himself um, that he had suffered. He, he was kind of banged up going into that game on Monday night. Um, but it, he actually ended up uh, re-injuring, I guess, his ankle. Or I, I don't remember if it was definitely his ankle that uh, that was bothering him to begin with. Was it maybe his ribs or something initially? Um, but either way, he, he's currently day to day with this ankle injury. Um, so, you know, he didn't return to the game Monday night and, and that's kind of telling because it was a pretty close game, like you said, and, you know, it was back and forth. So hopefully he'll be able to be, be healthy and ready to go come week six after the bye week, probably a, a really good time for him. Um, but you know, with that said, let's let's jump into these other injuries here and uh, potential replacement players and everything. Probably the biggest one, um, Dalvin Cook, torn ACL. He's now done for the season. Uh, I mean, this is a huge blow. He he was mm. he was really productive for for the Vikings um, and fantasy teams alike. Um, you know, and and he pretty much uprooted Latavius Murray, who they had picked up in the off season. Um, you know, Jarek McKinnon is another name that's now out there that those two guys are now looking to be leaned on for, for, uh, for the rushing attack. Uh, it sounds like Murray's going to end up getting the most of the um, first and second down rushing work. And McKinnon's going to be the, the backfield guy. Uh, now McKinnon himself ended up getting banged up last week as well. Uh, I think he also had an ankle injury. Um, sounds like he's questionable as of today because it's Wednesday and everybody that's on any kind of injury report is basically questionable. Um, so keep an eye on him. If you went after him and in, in the waivers and, and missed out on Murray um, next injury we got here is Chris Carson. Imagine that broken ankle. Uh, done for the season uh, as well. He was placed on IR. So now it sounds like Seattle. Uh, last weekend, J.D. McKissick was the guy, and, um, you know, he, he ended up having a pretty big game um, filling in for Carson. Um, but that's because Procise was still banged up and, and wasn't playing. Uh, Thomas Rawls, I don't believe, played in that game either. And uh, Eddie Lacy did pick up some slack as well. So out of that group, I really think Lacy and Rawls are the two to target if you really want to. Um, and the main reason would be just because they have such a great matchup this week. Um, after this week, I'm not as uh, not necessarily as high on those guys, but you know, see, see how they go. And I mean, we've seen, we know what Eddie Lacey is. We've seen what he's done in the past and he kind of just mirrored that coming into Seattle this year. 
and and he didn't really have the starting gig and Carson was the the hot you know sleeper draft pick late round pick or you know first week um pickup I guess uh and and he was pretty productive he was he was pretty solid you know for them he he didn't get any touchdowns he didn't break 100 yards but he was their their rushing back um so he was putting up points for fantasy teams. So that that is a bit of a blow. And I mean, running backs, we see it every year, and we preach it every year during our running back preview, probably during our receiver preview, probably even during the quarterback preview. Running back, running back, running back. You need depth at running back um, yep. because injuries are going to happen every year. Um, so again, it sounds like Eddie Lacy might be. The guy, but Carroll. I, I think it's gonna be a little be bit of a towards Rawls. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a little bit of a split here. Look, I, I mean, I, I wrote the note the note here next to yours. As I said, this is gross. There are better options on on waivers, which obviously have already gone through at this point. So most of these guys in the majority of leagues, although I am in a couple where. Some of the guys that we're going to talk about later did not get picked up, and I'm shocked. Guys like Eddie Lacy did, and maybe it's just because people know who Eddie Lacy is. Um, but I would much rather have almost anybody than one of these two. And ProSize, like, ProSize can't, can't stay healthy, never. He can never stay healthy. I want nothing to do with him. I mean, prove me wrong before I'm going to buy into you finally. Like, you know, I'm I'm not doing it, and I'm not doing it. And McKissick – McKissick is not going to be the guy. Like, that was totally a fluky thing. I saw people go out and get him. I was like, what? He you know, he touched the ball like five times. I mean, that's yeah. just, you know, like you said, Rawls and Procise are back. McKissick is a forgotten guy at this point. Anyway. Yeah, he he's not going to be getting much, in my opinion. So, a couple of quarterback injuries we have here. Uh, Marcus Mariota has suffered a hamstring injury. Um, he was initially listed as day to day, and now it sounds like he's going to be a game time decision. Uh, Matt Castle took over in that game, uh, but again, waiver wire is, is a better bet for a replacement there. I, I don't see anybody rushing out to go get Matt Castle uh, unless you're in a three quarterback league. I, I don't know. Uh, Derek Carr back spasms, um, and and he's now listed as out at least two to six weeks. Uh, so that that's a pretty broad spectrum there. Um, hopefully for car owners, it's it's closer to the two weeks than the six. Uh, I mean, that, that six weeks is putting you basically right about close up to playoffs. Um, and, and if he was your guy and you lose hit for, you know, that, that middle portion of this entire season – that's not going to help your chances. Uh, EJ Manuel took over in that game. He did okay, I guess, until he threw that interception at the end of the game. Um, and Denver ended up pulling it out. Um, again, I, I don't see many people going for EJ. So check your waiver wire, see who's out there. And we'll, we'll touch on a couple of guys that you can probably grab there if you haven't already. Um Next up, we got a couple of uh, Atlanta receivers, which Joe just touched on with Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu. 
Jones went down in the second quarter with a hip injury and didn't return. Um, Sanu went down with a hamstring and, and was questionable um, to return to the game, but I don't believe he ended up returning. Um, again, Atlanta's on the bye week, so that's definitely helpful for the situation for both of these guys. I would think that Jones should be fine to return in week six, but Sanu's looking at more of a two to three week time frame for his return. Um, so if you don't have Jones and you were looking for another, you know, potential backup there, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Justin Hardy and Austin Hooper at tight end are, are going to be the, the main guys picking up the slack for, for Sanu uh, and Jones, if he is forced to miss, you know, week six. Um, I mean, what are your, I, I know your thoughts, but I'll let you chime in and, and give us your thoughts on Jones and, and his yet another ticky tack injury here. Yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I love, I love the talent that Jones has, but you know, this is, this is what you deal with with Julio Jones. It is kind of always something with him. Uh, but you know, thankfully the bye week fell, like I said, within the bye week fell right at the right time. And he maybe you know, he should, it sounds like he will be good to go as a Matt Ryan owner in two, one league of mine. <clears throat> I'm really hoping he, returns because a receiving core of Taylor Gabriel, Justin Hardy, and Austin Hoover is not something I'm looking forward to with having to start Matt Ryan. I think I have it's my dynasty league, so I've actually got Palmer and Wentz. And if that's the case, I will probably start either one of those until Julio comes back. because uh, it's it's not Ryan already isn't doing great and we'll get into that a little later too. Um but um, without Julio, it gets much, much worse. So, yeah, I mean, Atlanta pretty much runs through Ryan, Julio, and Freeman, and uh, you know he he's a very big part of that offense. So, keep an eye on him after the bye. <clears throat> you're you're not starting him this week, regardless. Um, next injury for a receiver is Jordan Matthews had a thumb injury. Uh, he required surgery. I believe he may have actually already had surgery. Um, so he's out indefinitely right now. Um, I mean, this is definitely a, a blow to the the Buffalo offense. Um, I have it on our notes here is this Zay Jones time now. Uh, I, I mean, I think that he does need to step up. He hasn't really shown much yet. Um, but he's he's got the talent, he's got the speed. I think him and, and Tyrod just need to get on the same page here. And, and hell, Buffalo's sitting in first place in the AFC East after four weeks. Not really something I'm sure anybody maybe outside of Buffalo would be saying right now. But, um, you know, they found ways to win. So I, I think uh, – I think that definitely hurts them for now. Keep an eye on him. See, you know, if, when he's coming back, but it sounds like he'll be out for a few weeks. Um, the green Bay game on Thursday was, was a brutal game. I mean, there was just multiple injuries here. Um, you, you got Ty Montgomery went out 
with a rib injury, uh, and maybe he's <clears throat> excuse me, maybe he's the one I was thinking of, uh, not Fat Rob, but um, he didn't return, and, and he did nothing in that game. Um, it, initially, they thought it was um, broken ribs, but it sounds like it's better now. Uh, Jamal Williams also went out. Sounds like he's saying he's fine to play this week if he needs to. Um, Montgomery is currently questionable for Sunday, though. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Uh, and and Aaron Jones is the guy that was, was kind of the hot name for pickups, you know, going into today. But as of now, uh, you know, it, it's just a murky situation. But the last injury in that game – I want to bring up is Devonte Adams. He had a horrendous, horrendous helmet to helmet hit. Uh, he was, he was down on the field for a while. He was put into concussion protocol. Um, the notes that I saw on him today, they were hoping to get in a workout with him. Uh, I haven't seen anything recently as to whether or not he has, but he's currently questionable for Sunday. Um, I mean, what are you what are you doing with any of these guys? Are, are you playing them? Or are you just benching them completely? Uh, with the with the running backs, man, I'm not really sure what to do here. I mean, I think we're just gonna have to wait until later in the week. Like, I guess if Montgomery plays, like you, you play him. Uh, but <clears throat> if it's Williams and Jones. I I don't really I mean Jones looked better than both of them honestly running the ball. Ty Montgomery's a good like receiving back. Um, you know he's decent running the ball, uh, but I mean come on he's a wide receiver so that makes perfect sense. But Jones like when you watch Montgomery and Williams run, it was like hand the ball off, run right into the line. Like they don't do anything, they just run straight. And you're like oh okay the the touchdown run that Jones had, I mean, granted it was like a two yard run, but it was amazing. He actually like moved to the right and then ran forward. It was like, Oh my God, I didn't know any green Bay running back knew how to do that. Um, so I kind of like Jones, but I don't think the opportunity is going to be quite there for him. Uh, now that everybody sounds like they're sort of healthy. Um, but this Adams hit man. Uh, yeah, you are absolutely right. Like it was, brutal dude it i i actually uh i didn't see it live but i saw all the replays and i've never seen somebody's mouth guard fly the opposite direction of them like three yards behind them that was disgusting um and shame on the nfl for actually reducing this dude's suspension i mean Devontae adams was down i mean progress was stopped he had two guys draped on him. I feel like maybe three. And Trevazan just comes in smack head first. I mean, what? What was this? First off, they only gave him two games. They suspend people for more, for way less. And then they reduce yeah. it? Shame on the NFL. Uh, I, dude, I can't stand the way the NFL hands out punishments. It's, it's a joke. And... This is just another example. And nobody's talking about it. Like, it's just like, oh, you got to reduce. Cool. Whatever. Like, dude, you almost 
knocked this dude out. I mean, this could have been, this looked like one of those hits were like career ending. That's what it looked like when it happened. It was awful yeah. looking. So I don't, I don't think Adams is going to play this week. I really don't. I mean, I know we're talking about fancy football, so I got to say it. I don't really think he's going to play this week. I'd be really shocked if he does. Um, he's in the concussion protocol. I mean, he couldn't be asking for anything more at this point than to be in the concussion protocol. Like it could have been so much worse. So, you know, maybe he comes back next week, but I I really don't think he plays this week. Yeah, I I don't either. And um, I was up in Pennsylvania Thursday night for, you know, gearing up for my, my brother's uh, wedding ceremony on, on Friday and uh, him and I went to a hotel that night and we were watching the game, just kind of hanging out and, you know, drinking a few beers and whatever and some scotch. And uh, we were watching this game and we saw this hit and it was like, man, that was ridiculous. Like there was no need for that to even happen, first of all, but okay, fine. It did. But then ESPN, you know, after the game is just nonstop pounding the replay of this hit and it's like uh, i i gotta watch something else I, I cannot watch this anymore it's it's just so gut-wrenching of a hit um and yeah you, you hit the nail on the head uh trevathan should have been suspended for more than two games to begin with um i mean i, I don't understand their stupid punishment system but whatever that's a whole other conversation for another show um, uh, we already talked about Rob Kelly, uh, his, his ankle injury didn't return to the game. You know, they got the bye this week, so he, sh- he could be back in week six, keep an eye on it next week. Uh, Josh Norman also went out in that game and I list him here just because he's a big name on defense. Um, he also ended up with a rib, excuse me, a rib injury. Um, he is the reason why Kansas City won that game, by the way. It, when I mean, he went out, they exposed it, it. It opened up the passing game 100%. Yep. Like, they were, Kansas City wasn't doing a ton until that happened. So, just going to put it out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's the Homer call. So, that that's cool. But, uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, it's now true. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, Norman Norman's a big loss for that defense, though. It sounds like he'll be out a, a couple of weeks, according to, to Jay Gruden. So um, if you have Washington's defense, you know, keep an eye on him and his situation and temper some expectations, uh, you know, starting in week six and possibly seven. Uh, a couple other Giants injuries, uh, which I'm okay with. Uh, OBJ, Odell Beckham, dislocated his finger and had an ankle injury still managed to finish the game. It sounds like he was day-to-day. I don't think he'll end up missing any time, but just keep an eye on it. Um, and then Paul Perkins went out with bruised ribs. He's also day-to-day. Uh, Wayne Wayne Gallman, uh, Gallman is the, uh, the pickup there. Um, so speaking of pickups, let's kind of jump over our main other topic here and just go into that. Uh, some quarterback pickups. Uh, we, we kind of listed both of these guys, the first two guys, last week as well. Uh, I definitely think they were, well, at least the first one was was highly picked up after his huge performance. Uh, nice call by you, 
uh, by the way, for your sleeper pick for Mr. Deshaun Watson. I was just going to say, I think I picked him last week. <laughs> yeah, he he had a monster game against uh, against Tennessee. And, uh, I mean, he looks good. I, I don't know why like, they even bothered. Decent. Watson, Ellington, yeah. and Moncrief. Hell yeah, I should have played some DFS last week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, I should not have with my (laughs) Le'Veon Bell uh, pick. He clearly did not get the memo or listen to our show, which is very disheartening uh, and (laughs) and was able to not hear me say that, Hey, you're playing in Baltimore. You usually suck when you play in Baltimore. Um, So yeah, let's go ahead and rumble for 144 yards. I think it was and what two touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Um, enough with that but uh yeah Deshaun Watson huge game definitely a popular pickup this week uh Jay Cutler uh is another waiver pickup um he's got a great matchup this week he hasn't done a whole lot in his uh return to duty um but definitely if you need help uh, or need somebody to fill in for Ryan or Breeze or uh Cousins um, you know, or, or even Simeon, hell, he's been playing pretty well this year. Uh, you know, Cutler's out there and the last guy listed here, I kind of have a bit of the, uh, anchorman syndrome with somebody putting question marks on the teleprompter with Mitch Trubisky. Um, I, there, there's a guy that in my one coworker league that picked him up. And, and I made fun of him because he's a Chicago guy. So it, it was bound to happen. And, and I put, put it out there on the email chain that he's going to be his keeper for next year. So he's out there. He's finally getting the call, you know, somebody, somebody to look at. Um, another, uh, another guy that, that could be out there is uh, Josh McCown. Um, he's got a nice matchup against Cleveland this week. I think that's going to be a hard fought game. Um, but no. he, he could be there. No, um, nope. You're going somewhere yeah. else. You're, you're using anybody else, but Josh McCown. Sorry. Move on. All right. Anyway. Um, so running back pickups, we've got Kamara who at this point, yes. You know, number one guy. Definitely number the number guy. one guy, and, and and he was owned, I think, in around forty five percent coming into this this waiver period. So he, he may have already been picked up in your leagues, um, but if he wasn't, you should have snaked him, even with the buy this week. Um, I did. Or, yeah, hmm. I, I grabbed him a couple weeks ago, and I'm I'm okay with it, waiting on him. So. Um, Latavius Murray, uh, Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, Aaron Jones, Wayne Gallman. We've already talked about these guys. Um, <clears throat> another couple of names, Alex Collins, we had on here last week. Again, another solid showing. Um, I think I had him as my sleeper, so right, I got one right. Um, yeah. uh, and then I, I believe you put down Andre Ellington here for, for PPR only leagues <clears throat> um, or half PPR. Yeah, I- I want to just jump in here. I mean, like, so there's a lot of names, right? And so, obviously, I, I know in, in the majority of leagues, waivers is run by the time you're listening to this. But, 
in case these guys are out there, I do here's the way I rank these guys because obviously I had a ton of leagues where I had to figure out how I was going to rank these guys. In PPR leagues, it's Kamara, Ellington, Murray, Collins, Gallman, Lacey or Rawls, Lacey Jones, and as of last night, Jones would have been ahead of Lacey and Rawls. But now that all this other news came out that everybody's seemingly healthy in Green Bay, he moves to the bottom of the list. Um, so that's my order. Again, it's Kamara, Ellington, Murray, Collins, or yeah, Collins, Gallman, Rawls, Lacey Jones. So it's a lot of names, but there you go. And I yeah, can flip I, uh, Collins pretty easily. Like I kind of debated back and, and like you said, like I almost did it. I almost flipped it. Yeah. I don't know. Like they're both on kind of bad offenses. I don't know. Like you don't really know if they're going to get the shot for real. They should, but mm-hmm. it just seem to be kind of dumb. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wide receivers. The names I have listed here are all, are all guys that we listed last week as well. Uh, Devin Funches, Will Fuller, and Paul Richardson. Um, Funches, I believe, yeah, they all had great weeks. And and I think Funches actually was dealing with an injury um, that I saw today. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but. um, I don't see him listed. I see Benjamin listed, but he's knee injury likely to play. I don't. I do okay. not see Funches. Maybe. Although you know what you know one of the what's interesting about Funches. So like we said this a couple of weeks ago, his value was going to skyrocket because of Greg Olson being out. We I thought it was the year. Did we shed his walking boot already? Mm-hmm. And he's now looking to come back like in like six weeks. Yeah, he's eligible to come back after their after their bye week. Um in uh, in week eleven, why for week twelve he, against the Jets. Yeah, why did I think he was done for the year? I mean, I guess I just figured. Well, they put him on time. IR, and he's obviously going to be designated to return if he hasn't already. I think he has been, but uh, I don't know if that's something you have to make that designation right when you place somebody on IR or not. Um, but yeah, I I went out and I picked up. Greg Olson and I threw him in my extra IR spot in one of my leagues and then went out and picked up somebody else that I needed. Yeah. So I'm going to sit on him because why not? It's Greg Olson. Um, I mean, it's a foot injury. So, you know, that, that is tricky, but I mean, he's got the rest of that season, you know, and, and the fantasy season week 12 and 13, you're gearing up and, and, buckling down to get in the playoffs. He's at the Jets and at New Orleans, and then 14, 15, 16 of the playoffs are all home games against Minnesota, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. So, you know, I, I'm i all for it. Um, but speaking of tight ends, other pickups, uh, if you have a free IR spot, I recommend Greg Olson if, if he's not on somebody else's IR spot. Uh, Cam Brait we less, listed last week um, as well, and he paid off. He had a had a nice game um, 
OJ Howard actually had a nice, really long touchdown catch, uh, and then like another shorter catch. So I still think Cam Braid's the main guy. Uh, Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry. Um, Henry's been grossly inconsistent this year. He's had two goose egg games and two decent games. Um, and Gates, aside from week two, has out-targeted uh, Henry this year. Um, I mean, they're going up against the Giants. So, like I said, Cam Brate and O.J. Howard both scored touchdowns last week against the Giants. I think both of these guys could score touchdowns against the Giants. So that rounds out our pickups. Um, let's dip back into our uh, our other main topic for the evening. Try to try to get through this one a little quick. We wanted to bring up some guys now that we're a quarter of the way into the fantasy season. You know, you you have a a decent feel for your team. I mean, you may have had some question marks right after you drafted or you may have drafted and said, this team's going to win me a championship. I know it. And then after week one, David Johnson gets injured. After week two, you lost, you know, somebody else. After week three, you lost somebody else. This is more to talk about some of these guys that we do or do not believe in due to their slow or fast starts. Um, So, not really going to talk about these guys too much in depth, but you know, I, I just wanted to list off a, a, a couple of guys from each category. Some some guys that have had some slow starts. Um, Adrian Peterson. I, I mean, at this point, I think he's cuttable. Uh, I think I did actually cut him in in one of my leagues. Um, he's just not. He's clearly the third man in that that backfield. Kamara, who we've already talked about, seems to be the number one guy ahead of Mark Ingram at this point. Um, so Peterson, yeah, slow start. I don't really see him turning it around. Um, a couple other running backs. We've got Jay Ajayi. We've got Marshawn Lynch. Uh, we've got Isaiah Crowell. <clears throat> I mean, take your pick with these guys. They've they've all just not really started quick, but are they somebody that we believe in can, can turn things around uh, receivers? Yeah, I, let, let, oh, me, go ahead. let me jump in here. I mean, so a I'm, I'm still holding out hope for, I mean, the offenses hasn't really been fantastic, but I'm still holding out hope that a can get it done. He's, he's the bell cow back. He's the only guy touching the ball there. Um, Lynch and Crowell, on the other hand, Lynch, dude, you know my feeling on Lynch. I wasn't buying into him this, or this offseason anyway, and he's not looked good. He's very, he's been very touchdown dependent. And now that the Raiders are, you know, the Raiders' offense is looking kind of bad. Um, you know, Lynch has only carried the ball like six and eight times the last two games, and not a lot shown for it. Uh, Crowell. Crowell looks like, I mean, they're barely even giving him the ball in the red zone, you know, at the goal line. Duke Johnson got the touchdown this past week at the goal line. Like, that's weird. Uh, so, <clears throat> I, I, in shallower leagues, I would not blame you for dropping Lynch or Crowell at this point. Um, in, you know, 
12, 14, 16 league teams. I think you have to hold because running back depth is just – it's so needed at this point. Um, but, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, Lynch and, Lynch and Crowell are definitely riding my bench. I'm still rolling out there with, with, a, with a Jai, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And Lynch, I, I mean – I was on his bandwagon this year. I thought that he was going to be better. I'm still holding out hope for him, but you know, that, that does kind of depend on Carr's health and when he gets back and, and whether or not they can open up the field with him throwing the ball to allow Lynch to get, uh, to get back into this beast mode that we all came to know and love. Um, but he hasn't beast moded, at all this year, aside from his dancing on the sidelines in the Jets game. Um, mm. Speaking of the Raiders, another receiver with a slow start. We got Amari Cooper. Uh, I said it coming into this year. I didn't like him. Still don't like him. Um, you know, Crabtree has been the better receiver in that that uh, tandem there, um, and he's injured right now. So you think. That, that would open up for Cooper, but oh wait, now Derek Carr's injured too. So yeah, yeah. not love, not loving Cooper. Uh, Eric Decker, you know, we talked about it before him going to Tennessee. So many mouths to feed on that offense. Um, hey, again, who's injured? Mariota's injured. So I, I don't know what to think of Decker. He's just lost in that offense right now. Um, Brandon Marshall. <clears throat> Another guy lost in that offense right now, uh, you know, went across the the locker rooms to uh, to the other side from Jets to to Giants, and he just hasn't really shown up. So I don't know if, if you know the the athletic staff is, is left his jerseys and his other stuff, something that he needs to get his mojo going back in the other side, but. He he's not really there either, um, and then the quarterback we have listed is Matt Ryan for a slow start. Uh, you talked about it a little bit earlier, and you know, like like I said, that that offense runs through Ryan, Julio, and and Freeman, and with Julio being injured and Ryan not really going, I, the whole team's relying on Freeman. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough with Ryan. Um, I'm still holding out hope that, you know, look, we knew that there was going to be a bit of a dip from last year. I mean, last year was incredible. We knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't terrible the first three weeks. He just wasn't what you were looking for. Uh, he's not, you know, he's got like one touchdown pass in a couple weeks. And so they're running the ball a lot more in the, in the you know, when they get inside the, the 10 instead of, you know, maybe dumping it off to Freeman. They're actually just handing it off to Freeman. So that's that's what's doing it. Um, as far as these receivers, yeah, I mean, look, I, I took I took Cooper and my friends and my my family league, the one I kind of mess around with, and and knowing full well that like I wasn't a big Cooper fan either. But I was like, nah, whatever. I'm just kind of screwing around in this one. And um, you know, it's big boomer bust pick, and that's kind of how I do that league, just to kind of give a whole bunch of other people chances because obviously I do this and they don't and you know so uh but yeah he's been he's on my bench so I will not be playing him this week 
Uh, yeah. Decker and Marshall, I mean, they're droppable at this point. I think I actually did drop Decker in the one league I drafted him in. I did. I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be a money pickup for Tennessee, and it's just not working out. He's just – and so they're droppable in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm I'm moving on from those guys. I mean, Marshall, I, I still own, I think, in my dynasty league. So I'm just gonna leave him on my bench for now, unless I am really desperate due to injuries or bye weeks. But yeah, Decker. I mean, I I had high hopes for him coming in, even with all the you know talent surrounding on that team. But he's been a, a stud receiver for years when he's been healthy and it seems like he's healthy. So I don't know what's going on there, but let's flip the script here a little bit and talk about some fast starts and, uh, you know, see what we think of these guys. We've got, um, Chris Thompson down in Washington PPR monster. I feel like right now, um, <laughs> He's just been a monster, period. But uh, yeah. as we saw last week and we spoke before week four, it was going to come to an end, and it was going to come to an end hard, and it did. Um, he was not used against Kansas City. Kansas City took him out of that game. And, uh, I mean, gone. It was inevitable. He was only playing, like, 23 snaps. Uh, so you're not going to keep up that point per snap or even point per touch production he was getting. Um, so he'll have his games. He's definitely a lower end flex player every single week. He's going to be boomer bust. You're going to get five points out of him, or you're going to get 25 points out of him. I mean, he's just going to be that kind of guy. So I don't think you're going to get anything for him that you're going to be like, you know, like unless you can pull one over on somebody but I, I don't I don't think you're gonna go out there and get like a running back two, or like a steady running back two for Chris Thompson just because he's had three ginormous weeks. So yeah, a um, couple quarterbacks we we already talked about Deshaun Watson, huge game last week. Um, you know he just looks like the real deal. Um, uh, you know maybe maybe that's what. Maybe going with Tom Savage was all he needed to, you know, learn the playbook for an extra week. <laughs> so, um, Alex Smith, I mean, we've talked about him a little bit too. Uh, Jared Goff, talked about him a little bit too. Um, I mean, Smith continues to win. I mean, Andy Reid has always been pretty good with his quarterbacks and – you know, Smith has always just kind of been, uh, I don't want to say subpar, but he's been average. Um, I mean, he's got eight touchdowns on the year already. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he's his lowest game was away in week three at the Chargers. He only threw for 155 yards, still managed two touchdowns, though. Um, obviously the big game was his coming out party in week one against new England in new England, three sixty-eight and four touchdowns. Um, but he ended up with a, a very solid game on Monday night. Um, 293 yards. I think, you know, a handful of that came on that, that 
I don't want to call it a bomb downfield, but that, that huge play that they had, I believe to, was that Wilson or Conley? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. I know yeah, you're talking about that. I remember, I remember watching that. That was, a, that was a nice play. I mean, he, he's got the ability to scramble and, and get out of the way. He's not like Peyton Manning or, or even Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady can sort of scramble, but, um, no, Smith you know he's mo- he's mobile. I yeah, mean, Smith is just—he's a much more mobile quarterback. He can elude guys, and and he's just really showing that he's he's a very solid quarterback. Um, yeah, and, and really he's super efficient right now. Average. He has others to it. I mean, he's super efficient right now. Yeah, um, but look, I mean, I I like all three of these guys. Um, as streaming options, honestly. Like, I, I don't think you're picking up any one of these guys and going, oh, I can start them every single week. I I, I don't think they're at that level yet. Um, Smith is probably the, the closest right now. I mean, Watson, he's a rookie, so you got to worry about that. Uh, Goff is basically a rookie still, and, you know, he's already had up-and-down games, so – you know that's where you're. That's where you're living with these guys. I think they're all streaming options still at this point yeah. to me. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, <clears throat> but there's gonna be people that are owning them and and trotting them out there every week. Maybe not golf as much, but I mean, maybe. I mean, he's been good, so why not? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then some some receivers. We we already talked about Devin Funchess. Um, Sterling Shepard has really kind of stepped up and taken over for what Brandon Marshall should be, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, even even with as bad as the Giants have been, Shepard's been good. Um, yeah. I am. Chris Hogan. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris Hogan up in New England. Um, you know, once once the news came out that Edelman was going down, you know, we both kind of figured, okay, well, this is this is Hogan's time. He's going to step up, even though Tom Brady was more, oh, I love Danny Amendola. Well, uh, then prove it. I mean, <laughs> Amendola's got one touchdown and not even 200 total yards. Well, Amendola was hurt too, but exactly, uh, yeah, he did miss some time. So Hogan has outperformed him when they're both on the field. Yeah, but I mean, Hogan's got uh, at least one touchdown in all three weeks. You know, since the Kansas City game, he only had one reception for eight yards in that game because that was kind of Amendola's game. But you know, he's been he's been good. Um, I mean, Amendola's been pretty decent, but missed the second week and, and Hogan's really stepped up. So, you know, you got him and then we got Stefan Diggs. Um, he's another guy that both of us like. Yeah. I, I wrote him down. I, it's funny because I was kind of skeptical of Diggs and it was because I've been burned by these Vikings receivers year in and year out. Um, I wrote him down to kind of call myself out. They're like, I actually didn't really like him all that much. Um, but, dude, he's the number one receiver in fantasy football right now. Like, even if people liked him, nobody expected him to do this. And, yeah. um, honestly, 
what I think you should do with Diggs, and maybe I'll get proven wrong again, is I think you trade him and get the house for him because people are all over him right now. So um, if anybody's like buying hard into what Diggs is doing right now, I think you take advantage of it and go get like a somewhat struggling receiver who you can rely on more. Uh, I just, I don't see Diggs keeping this pace up all year long. Yeah. But he will be good. Like, don't sell him for, like, chump change. Sell him for, like, really good pieces. Yeah. That's what you've got to do. I I had someone send me an offer in, in my 14-team league, which I believe is the first 14-teamer I've ever actually played. And he he tried to get Zeke and Diggs from me and and only offered me Melvin Gordon and – our golden boy who we've just been talking about, Brandon Marshall in return. Oh my I, God. I laughed. I, I absolutely laughed when I saw this trade <laughs> offer because it's like, are are you high? That's if awful. you are, please give me what you're smoking because I'm interested. Um and yeah, I, I, I just I put That's deal breaker next awful. to Zeke and next to Diggs. I probably should have put it next to Marshall, but I didn't. That was dumb. Um yeah, no. Like and, and I put no stars, and I put this is a horrendous offer in the little text thing, and sent I mean, it back to him. You wouldn't do you wouldn't do Zeke for Gordon. You definitely wouldn't do anybody for Brandon Marshall. Like, oh my god. Ugh. No. Anyway, I mean, yeah, it, it, <sighs> the guy has he has Sterling Shepard. If he would have maybe put him in instead of Marshall. No, 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 no. no. Not I'm so not no. saying it would have done it. But it would have had to have been Shepard and Gordon for Zeke alone or something like that. I mean, he's got Gordon McCaffrey as running backs, Hopkins, Martavis Bryant, and Hogan are receivers starting. His team is just laughable. So I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But somehow he's 4-0 and he's in second place. So I don't understand that. But anyway, so – those are kind of the guys that we had listed for these these slow starts and fast starts and what you think you can do with them, what you want to do with them. So, you know, keep an eye on some of these guys. I mean, there's there's plenty of other guys out there that, that we didn't list, but, you know, we just wanted to, to touch on this at the quarter, quarter mark of the season just to kind of put it out there and bring it to light. So with all that, being done with let's uh let's go ahead and move on for our our week five um you know highlights and and sleepers and busts and defense and high low scoring games um we'll start off with the scoring games my high scoring game i really like this packers dallas game on paper um Again, I am a little worried about the the health of some of the Packers players that we already talked about, so that could sway things a little bit. Um, but but I still like this game. I mean, they they still have Rodgers, they still have Jordy Nelson, they still have uh, you know quality players that can get them points. Um, so I still think that it's going to be 
a pretty good fantasy scoring game. Um, you know, Zeke, I, I don't really love Dak as much in this game, but, uh, you know, I, I think that, that he'll do enough and, and he'll still get some points. Uh, my lowest scoring game, I'm looking at this Ravens Raiders game and changing the channel. I want nothing to do with this game. You know, I applaud the uh, the elite Joe Flacco for coming out and blaming the offensive woes on himself. And, I mean, honestly, it is his blame to take. Uh, he missed the, the preseason with his injury. Now, that's not necessarily his fault, but it's it's the problem that he was injured. He didn't get that practice time in. I mean, listen, this guy knows the playbook. He knows the offense, so that's not that big of a deal, but you still have to be able to execute it and, and get your timing down with these players on, on the offense, and, and the Ravens just aren't doing it, and their, their defense has looked suspect uh, the past couple weeks. This defense has a rough road uh, coming up. I don't really like them as a uh, – uh, you know, even really a streaming option aside from one or two games coming up. So I, I like Raiders, we already, what's that? I like them this game. Eh, yeah, maybe. Well, the lowest scoring fantasy game. So keep in mind, if anybody hasn't figured this out already, lowest scoring fantasy game probably means the defenses in this game are probably pretty highly, like, yeah, pretty good people to use. Uh, so Ravens, yes. Raiders, I would not touch, but Ravens, yes, I would touch them this week. I would use them. We'll see. I'll skip ahead here because I actually picked the Raiders as my defense to stream. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's not a, a lovable pick, but I mean, listen, the Raiders did manage to score double digits in their only home game this year. Um, you know, they've had three road games and Baltimore has been horrendous the last two weeks. They've given up yes. double digit points the past two weeks based on six sacks, four interceptions, two fumble recoveries, uh, turnover central. And, and as long as the Raiders can get their pass, ru- pass rush going against Flacco, you know, I can definitely see them get another handful of sacks and, I think that they are a good defense this week. I mean, the Ravens, yeah, I, I could see them doing doing some damage against C.J. Manuel, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just don't like Baltimore in general right now. I think they're just a lost team. Yeah, no, I, I sort of agree with you. Anyway, man, let me. Uh, we're, we're running out of time, so my highest scoring fantasy game: Pats and Bucks. I mean. Dare I say we're going to get another entertaining, at least offensively entertaining, Thursday night game. I hate Thursday night games, but, I mean, dude, it's weird to say, but the Patriots are near the bottom of the list in defense. Um, I mean, dare I say they have the worst defense in the NFL right now. I mean, that's that's, they're they're down there. Um, Look at the stats, man. They are – down there in all the categories. Um, the Bucks aren't great either, and obviously the Pats can score. So this is going to be, to me, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, yeah. 
lowest scoring fantasy game. Uh, you took the one I was gonna pick. I like I went in here after you. It was like, <laughs> damn it, risk. I wanted to do Ravens Raiders. Um, yeah, I defaulted to Jets and Browns. Although, like in the back of my mind, I'm going, why do I feel like this is gonna be like the indie Cleveland game where it was like forty to twenty? Like it's gonna be weird. Like they're just gonna be points. And you're like, where yeah. the hell does this come from? And this is because like both teams are bad and. So the offense just figures it out, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be like a few big plays and I'm going to get proven wrong there, but I, I don't know. None of the, none of the games really stuck out to me. Uh, I'll move on to my sleepers quarterback. Um, I got a rivers, you know, I, I was doing the rankings today and, you know, and once I'm done, I always kind of go back through it and kind of see if I was like way off on somebody or like if I, you know, I don't, normally adjust just because like everybody else said one thing but i i looked in like rivers is ranked like 13th or 14th this week and are why are people still scared of the giants defense this year i mean talk about a team that's looked awful i mean besides janoris jenkins you've been able to do whatever you want to do against the giants defense um and we you know we talked about gates and hunter henry all he has to do is pass the gates and Hunter Henry and Tyrell Williams all game. Like, well, that's not a bad thing. So, cause you know, he'll, he'll be fine. I mean, the giants are ranked 25th in pass defense, according to the DVOA. And I'm pretty sure their run defense is worse. Uh, I want to say it's like 31st or something like that. It is 31st. So yeah, yeah. the giants defense is not good. So, um, this could be a very high scoring game from the San Diego side. Um, I'm staying in this game though. And my sleeper running back is Gallman. Um, you know, we, we mentioned Paul Perkins and Darkwa both injured. They, they don't look like they're going to play right now. Um, but even if they do like, I mean, they, I feel like they just have to give Gallman the ball. Right. And like, he looked so much better than both of these guys have all year long. Be crazy not to. Um, so my sleeper running back right now is Gallman. My receiver is Randall Cobb. And maybe this isn't that much of a sleeper, but I feel like people just kind of rem- still remember him from last year. And, and like, they forget about him still as like a flex play. Like I think Cobb has wide receiver, low wide receiver one, high wide receiver two upside this week for sure. Um, Dallas, gets smoked by slot receivers. Um, you're looking at Cooper Cup went five for 16 a touch. Fitzgerald, 13 for 149 and one. Shepard, seven for 44. Um, and Cobb is going to see targets, so he's going to catch a lot of passes. Maybe he doesn't get in the end zone, but in PPR leagues, like I'm betting he goes like, eight for 85 or something, maybe more. And if he gets in the end zone, I mean, you're looking at like a 25, 30 point game there in PPR leagues. Like that's going to be huge for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I like that game. I I didn't mention his name specifically when I was talking about it because I knew you had him listed. So, um, but sleepers for me, uh, I already mentioned Jay Cutler. <clears throat> I mean, listen, I think this could be definitely his coming out party this week. Tennessee's given up a combined 656 yards and eight touchdowns to only one interception the past two weeks. 
uh, I mean, that that's just absurd stats. And with, you know, the, the receiving weapons that Cutler has at his disposal between Landry and Parker and even Kenny Stills, you know, I think all three of those guys can have big games too. Um, so definitely keep an eye on him if you need somebody for the fill-in for the bye weeks. As I said earlier, uh, Crowell is my sleeper running back. Um, I know we just kind of talked about him and and his uh, slower start here. Um, but, you know, I, I really like Crowell in this game. Um, week four was the first time this season that he had less than 10 carries. Still hasn't rushed for more than 44 yards, but he's broken – I believe 60, 70 yards total between rushing and passing. But the Jets have given up 123-plus yards uh, in three of their four four games. So I do like Crow this week. Um, I mean, I kind of also like Duke Johnson as a uh, – as I don't know if he's really much of a sleeper, but he's, he's snaked the two <laughs> rushing touchdowns from Crow the past two weeks. So I think it's Crow's turn to get in the end zone. And my sleeper receiver is, uh, is Jaron Brown. Um, Philly does give up some yardage uh, to opposing receivers. I know Brown has, has been, well, John Brown has not been healthy. So Jaron has really stepped in to, to fill that role. But now that John is healthy, I think his targets could dip a little bit but he's still been the better player overall. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's scored double digits the past three weeks. So, you know, I, I still think he can have a, a very good game. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I, I was looking at Jaron Brown. And then when I switched over to the spreadsheet, I realized that you had already listed him down. So that's a good pick. Um, my bus here, big Ben. Look, I, I know this game is at home. But uh, and, and you know that's where Big Ben thrives. But the Jags have probably the weirdest defense I've ever seen in the NFL. They are number one against the pass. They are dead last against the run. I've never seen such a difference in defense. So this is going to be another Le'Veon Bell game. Um, my bust is Marshawn Lynch. I don't know why people keep ranking him in the top 20. I know he's the top running back for the Raiders, and maybe they're going to try and lean on him with Manuel there. But I just have a feeling that this is going to be one of those three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out games on both sides of the ball, honestly, um, very often. And Lynch is going to get nowhere. I mean, nobody's going to respect EJ Manuel passing the ball. Why would they? Uh, Cooper's yeah. going to drop everything that goes his way. It, it seems like who knows if Crabtree's going to be healthy. Um, it's not looking pretty. Um, and my receiver bust, I didn't mention him when I was talking about rivers because I had him as my bust and that's Keenan Allen. Um, he is going, he will likely be up against Janoris, Janoris Jenkins. Um, and so, <clears throat> I, I was trying to find a tweet that had all the stats 
they like broke down every game that Janoris Jenkins win against the, against the top receiver for the other team, and it is like total shutdown. I mean, Mike Evans last week caught like one pass, and that was it. I mean, it was just like nobody even throws his way. Uh, I think Rivers will, but so maybe Keenan Allen has like a couple extra catches, but I don't think he's going to do a whole lot with them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I was actually looking at Allen myself too, but decided to uh to go with uh Mr. Antonio Brown instead as my bust for receiver. I'll go in reverse order here. Um I, I mean listen, it, it's right with my very big pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean it's very hard to, to put Brown here and like you said with, with Big Ben, I mean the Jacksonville D is ridiculously good uh, against opposing wide receivers uh, along with the quarterbacks. I just see this being a big run heavy game with bell, um, you know, and Brown's probably going to get shut down for the second time in two weeks now. Uh, I mean, he's only got one touchdown this season as it is. So he hasn't really been the Antonio Brown that I feel like everybody was looking at when they drafted him in the first round. Um, that can change very easily, but it's going to, it's going to take some, some not facing of the number one defense for that to happen. Um, partially. I, I also picked him because I picked bell last week and he had a huge game and being an Antonio Brown owner, I'm kind of hoping for some of that to actually happen. Um, but Jordan Howard is my running back bust this week. I mean, Minnesota has yet to allow a hundred yards to an opposing running back or two opposing running backs. Uh, they've only allowed one touchdown and that just came last week to, uh, Abdullah from Detroit. Um, so I, I just really don't love Howard in this game. Um, you know, he still has, uh, Tarek Cohen there with him as well. Don't expect a big game out of him either, but I just, just not liking Howard's shot this week. Um, and then my quarterback bust, I'm going to keep it in the NFC North. I'm going with Matt Stafford. I was originally going to go with big Ben, but just looking at, at Stafford and, and, and his matchup against Carolina, I, I really don't like that matchup for him. Um, you know, Last week and uh, with Tom Brady was the first time uh, and the first quarterback that actually netted more than 220 yards against Carolina's defense. So obviously it's Tom Brady. Everyone's expecting him to be great. But, I mean, 220 yards for everybody else, uh, including Drew Brees, is pretty damn solid. So – uh, I'm not liking Stafford this week. I think he's going to be, you know, fairly average at best this week. He may still get a touchdown, but I'm not necessarily counting on it. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm with you there on, on all of those actually. Um, and it's funny you mentioned Stafford. He was going to be the quarterback I was going to pick because he's the guy that when I, I needed a streamer this week and I immediately looked at 
Stafford and Rivers were available in one of the leagues I need a streamer for. And I was like, huh. And I went after Rivers and then went into the rankings and realized that everybody had Stafford ranked way ahead of Rivers. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Um, I, I don't see it. So um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll be wrong. But anyway, my, my defense for this week is um, I'm going with the Lions. And look, they are the number one defense in fantasy right now. So maybe this isn't so much of a surprise, but uh, they're not owned very heav- heavily right right now. Not, you know, still not. And I've just talked about how, you know, bad the Giants defense have been, defense has been, well, the offense has been equally as bad uh, as we've mentioned many, many times. So even though I picked Gallman to, uh, oh, oh, are they playing Carolina? Yeah, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> Lions D is is up against Carolina. Oh, yeah, so I know what I'm thinking. Thinking Chargers re- D. I, yes, I am. But no, I am thinking Lions. So scratch everything I just said. Pretend that didn't happen. Lions is still the team I'm picking. I don't know why I wrote all this notes down about the Giants. Um, <laughs> Carolina, on the other hand, yeah, they just had their breakout game against New England, but they've been terrible pretty much other other than that. I mean, yeah, they're, what, three and one? But it's not really because of the offense. Like, Cam Newton still doesn't look right. Uh, as we've mentioned many times, New England's defense is just bad. So, um, the Lions can put pressure on anybody. They stop the run. They put pressure on the quarterback. Cam Newton's going to get sacked a ton. Uh, that's all I got to say. And he'll maybe he'll force one down the field like he always does, and he'll get picked off. And, and you know, a couple times. I, I'm just seeing a big game out of the Lions, D. And they've been opportunistic all year long. I think this could be a very good streaming uh, defense. Um, you already gave your defense in the – you know what? I got one Twitter question. Just got asked it. Um because I didn't, I didn't look up anything else. But looking a look, looking a week ahead, got Dak on a bye next week. He has went stashed. He's going up against Carolina. Would he be a decent start? I just wrote, yeah, that's probably fine. I mean, I would look at other options potentially. Because I mean, Carolina's not terrible on defense, but you know, Wentz isn't like a superstar or anything. So maybe somebody drops somebody like a Stafford or a Rivers, you know, who who could potentially be better. Um, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, he's in a 14-team league. You know, he's talking about Hoyer, McCown, and Trubisky, and Bortles, and eh, Simeon, Simeon, somebody, you know, I always kind of look at, depending on, I don't know, who, I haven't looked at week six at all yet, so I have no idea, but um, it would be between Simeon and Wentz for me, and probably going to lean Wentz in that case. So. All right, so you're looking at week six, is that what you're saying? Yeah, this is week six uh, I'm looking at. Okay. So it's Eagles-Panthers on Thursday. Oh, I didn't realize that was a Thursday game. That actually does change yeah. things a little bit for me. Uh, Broncos get the Giants So <laughs> at home. Yeah, I might actually lean Simeon there. Um, yeah, I, I would go that route for sure. <laughs> Denver, Denver is – they're stacked with their home games early, and they're going to be going on the road a lot. So they really need to get these wins now. Um, 
and, and they have. I mean, they're going into the bye at three and one. So the Giants are just yeah. If, if the Giants can't manage to win at home against the Chargers this week, I mean, that's the nice thing. One of those two defeated teams will finally get a first win, but uh, you know, it's just going to be downhill for the Giants if they lose again. I, I just don't see them coming back. So, um, yeah, that's I, uh, I like, I like I, I just, that. Yeah, I just I just responded to him the same the same way on Twitter. So that's what we got. All right, so that's it we got for the show. Um, hopefully, I'm not as sick next week, and I don't sound like this, and I don't have to put myself on mute a hundred times during the show to cough. So, um. That's it. Uh, sorry it was a long show, but lots and lots to cover. It was a busy, busy week, man. So, indeed. Hopefully, we will have a much easier, lot less to talk about next week. No more injuries, please. Anyway, that's it. See you all next week. All right. Have a good one. Good luck this weekend.